Before we dive into this episode, let's hear from James and the Winging It Travel Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast. This is a travel podcast where we're having conversations with new guests every Monday. This is an anecdotal, informative podcast for backpackers, travellers or anyone who's interested in travel. It's a casual style where there'll be stories to tell, tips to share and experiences to inspire. My name is James Hammond. I've travelled to 50 countries, done three work visas and planning to do a big worldwide trip later this year. I've met so many people on my travels in the last 10 years that I just have to get them on this podcast to get their stories on record and provide some tips for you for your trip. There'll be so much travel content coming your way in the next coming weeks, months and years that'll inspire you to book that trip that you've always wanted. Stay tuned for my weekly episode. Thanks. Hello, everyone. I am Matthew Thomas. This is Super Cool Radio. My guests this time first appeared on Season 1 of Super Cool Radio. Now they're back for Season 3. Very recently, they released a new single entitled Liar, Liar, Chug Song. Please welcome, from Detroit, Michigan, this is Wisher. Hello. How's What's it going? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me here again on Super Cool Radio. Thank you for having us again for the second time. We we very much appreciate it. <laughs> of course, and making a wisher, we have Kaylee on vocals and Noah on drums. And I'm repping my wisher shirt for this interview. I uh, yeah. saw you guys back uh, in, I believe, October or September. I don't actually remember. Uh, last year at the Muse on Main in Fort Wayne. Very Snap. fun time. Nice time uh, hanging out with you guys. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was fun. That was fun. It was interesting as well. We were all pretty wiped out, and well, I had only had a Red Bull. That was well, yeah, so, but that was like our first out-of-state show with oh, Wisher. There that was, was so like many first... points during that performance where I was like, "Don't pass out! Don't pass out!" <laughs> I was staying above water during that whole performance. There was a few in that performance where I was like, "I hope I pass out." I hope when I'm I like... saw the performance. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I did a way better job at just singing and not moving around so much. You could say so, that for any performance that we've ever done, ever. There's always stuff to improve. Of course. Right. Now, definitely, you guys put on a really great show. And as I said, it was, it was awesome to actually finally meet you guys. I know we've been talking for, like, it was probably like a year at that point. Yeah. So it was actually nice to like meet in person. Oh, absolutely. It was great to meet in person. It's always that weird, like, first thing. It, you know, it's kind of funny when you meet people, like, for the first time, like, not on Facebook or Twitter or social media at all, and you just kind of see them standing there. You're like, oh, they're actually a real person. They're, they're, they're there. Like, you know. You were taller than I expected, and then you were like, everybody says that. I think you said that. I, I definitely did. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I, I'm six one, uh, but again, people only see me this much. Yeah, right. nobody ever knows, and I think a lot of the time that happens with girl singers, where people are like, "Wow, she's short," or "He's short." Even with guy singers, because singers, you know, when the camera angle gets a certain way, it makes 
singers look way bigger and taller because they're over the crowd, but in reality, we're we're short. Well, yeah, you know, for me, for me, I usually hear, "Wow, you're a lot better looking in person." <laughs> I mean, hey, that's just me. I don't me, think though. anybody says that. Ever. Okay, wait, listen. No, no, no one has said that yet. Nobody has said that yet. Exactly, manifestation. I'm manifesting it now. That's right. Now, now after this interview, everyone's going to say it to you. Just watch. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I, I, I set this up. I had this planned. This okay. is part of the plan. Now I'm going to go out and I'm going to receive so many so many compliments and, and things that I don't deserve. Give me but, compliments. Give me yeah. No. It's, it's, it's in my YouTube my dark YouTube brain. Dark YouTube. My 3 a.m. YouTube. Give me compliments. Give me compliments. It's like a like a German singer. He's singing a song. It's a song. It's a real song. I swear to God. Okay, I don't know where. <laughs> it's on the internet. It's on YouTube. Find it. Well, a lot of things are on the internet. That probably yes. Look up Give Me Compliments. Every I, time somebody says the words Give Me Compliments, I think of that song. I will remind myself not to. But thank you. All right, uh, we'll get a little bit back on track before we yeah, start talking sorry. about the stuff uh, Kaylee watches at 3 a.m. on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what music have you guys been listening to this week, other than that song? Mm. Well, I mean, for me, it's easy, because all I, like, I've been listening to this week is Motley Crue, because that's all I play in my other band, and that's all I have to listen to right now, because it's, I mean, that's all I'm learning. I mean, on top of, you know, just freshening up on our stuff because we have the show june 4th it's kind of difficult for me to but. listen to our ep songs just because like i hear mole solos in there and it really hurts so like reviewing those songs i just say to myself i know these songs i'll be fine and then under siege was sprung upon me in practice one night and i totally sang the wrong verse and i was like this is my song I messed up the verse in my own song. Like, I didn't know what the words were because I was just, I haven't been listening to the songs because I, like, avoid them. But I love the covers, and I've been listening to the covers, like, Number of the Beast. Um, we're working on Different People by uh, No Doubt. But in terms of, like, pleasure listening, I've been listening to a lot of Leanne Rhymes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which is weird. I like, and Whitney Houston. I've been listening to a lot of Leanne Rhymes and Whitney Houston, and that's just because I love them as singers. Because oh, you're doing a karaoke thing too. Yeah, and I'm doing this karaoke contest, so I kind of been exploring like big female voices. And man, Leanne Rhymes is badass. I agree. I agree for sure. No, very, very good. If, if you're looking for like the big female vocals, the two very good picks to choose from. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Whitney scares me though. I think she scares anybody. Who's I'll a do vocalist. I Will Always Love You, but when it comes to songs like uh, Dance with Somebody, someone suggested on my Facebook, I'm like, I sang it all the way through one night and I went, oh, like, I was done singing it and I like let out this big sigh because it was so hard to sing. And I was like, damn, I don't know if I could confidently do that at a karaoke. I think singers would agree with you that it's quite difficult. It's but so as high. I, I, I wish I had more time to just pleasure listen to things because 
I mean, normally I make time because I feel you like it's both. a necessity. You do both. But it's just lately, I mean, ever since, I mean, summer season is concert season. So it's just kind of been listening to all the stuff that we're preparing to play. No, I, de I definitely feel you. I, I'm kind of the same way, even though like, I'm not in the band or anything like that. Like, I get so many submissions, like, throughout the whole, like, week that I have to, you know, I listen to all of it, you know, obviously. But uh, it does, like, kind of interfere with, like, I want to listen to cool stuff, but then I want to listen to these submissions because it could be new music I like. So oh, yeah. it is definitely a balance. For sure. How often do you get someone's song and you can't say it but you actually are like, oh my God, this, this is sucks. terrible. I don't want to listen to this ever again. But you can't say that to anybody. You can't call anybody out. But like genuinely, how often does that happen when you have to listen to tons of submissions? You're like, how do you handle it when you don't like it? Like, do you tell them like, eh, I wasn't really yeah. a fan of your last thing. But, you know, <laughs> like, I just wonder if like, there's something you don't like, how you like say that. Um, Would you tell us if you actually liked Chug Song? Would you genuinely be like, no. no. No, I hate it. You guys need to I want you to be honest. Well, I mean. Uh, so, on the, so, since doing an interview, I don't, I obviously don't trash anyone. But, uh, <laughs> privately, so, like, if someone, like, came to me with with the song, which just does happen, I would probably say it's probably about one a week, maybe one to ten to twelve days. I do get a submission where it usually... I respect art and everything like that. So mm -hmm. usually if I do reject a song, it is either recorded poorly or it's just not the style of like super cool radio. As for like you guys, like I actually like a lot of large chunk song. So like, that's not me. Yeah. Uh, I don't have to like pretend to be anything. We conned him into saying it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Give us compliments. <laughs> that's going to be, that's going to be the whole, uh, this is gonna be like the whole callback for this interview. Yeah, yes. be us fishing for compliments. <laughs> no, for for uh, but you no, know, I try to be respectful with everything. Usually, I I usually say that um, it just doesn't fit the style of Super Cool Radio is okay. what I usually go with. I, I have like a predetermined letter I wrote out that I had people look over and proofread and all that. So like I and I do try to respond to everybody. Uh, sometimes people just get lost in everything. So, yeah. But, no, I, I try to be uh, upfront and honest with people. Um, I do always put in that, you know, it's not my – it's not what I'm looking for, but I'm not saying that you won't find someone who will. For sure. That's a good, that's a good way of handling it. That, I try to be professional as possible. This week was cool because I got, like, three songs before release date, and that was really cool to listen to. Oh, awesome. You're special. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's that got to be cool. I mean, he gets to listen to everything before it's out. I mean, that's the part of the profession, but it's still pretty cool. For for sure. Uh, but for for me this week, I've been listening to a lot of Iggy Pop. That is, like, just my go-to music so far this week. Yes, sir. Good choice. I am a passenger. That's right. Uh, so, you know about Iggy Pop's story and stuff? I talked about it before, how he saw Jim Morrison when he was a little kid, and Jim Morrison made fun of his voice. Actually, I didn't know that part, no. I thought Jim Morrison was, like, teasing him. I read this in a book, I swear. And Iggy Pop, like, you'll find it somewhere. It's somewhere on the internet, Iggy Pop talking about Jim Morrison, like, making fun of him. 
Yeah, just, and but he was so inspired by Jim Morrison that he just was like, "I'm gonna do that." We are just masters just of getting off track and going on these crazy tangents. Yeah, and but I, he no, it's not a tangent because he said he's listening to Iggy Pop this weekend. Well, I mean, yeah, of course, somehow it's tied to Jim Morrison. I just knew that he was gonna pop up in there somehow. Doors are a big inspiration for me. Well, I know that's for that's why. Like that's under why siege, under siege is all doors. Well, that's that's true. It is. No, no, I, 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 not completely off track, but no, I, I was not aware with, uh, with that. Uh, the biggest thing I know about Iggy Pop is that he did so many drugs that he can't get high anymore because of all the drugs he did. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, been well, weird. <laughs> I, I feel like a, I'm surprised there's not more rockers from that era like him where that happened to him. Hey, a lot of them are dead. So that's like part of yeah, what we talk. Uh, that's part of what we were talking about beforehand is just like the fact that back then like oh you to be a rocker you had to drink a ton and do a bunch of drugs and do all that stuff and it's like nowadays i feel like that's kind of diminishing a little bit it is bit. diminishing yeah. as people are getting addicted yeah. Yeah. struggling with in-home conflicts and stuff like that well i feel like it's just they start realizing they don't need to destroy their bodies to make something work. like i mean again like i was i said this before about like alcohol at venues how like over the time i feel like because we haven't drank it's more like viewing it as oh it's there's a suggestion now it's not a requirement that we have to do this to have a good time or have a good show or play well it's actually kind of funny when you watch drunk people because you're in a place of soberness yep, we're right? talking about that. and you're yeah. surrounded by yep. people that are uh, totally unaware of their surroundings and you can kind of just laugh at it and just be like that's where i was well you know? because you have that sense of awareness me, now that those I'm people like, that's don't that's where i was i can't judge anybody but yeah. i'm sure do look dumb and i'm glad it's not me well <laughs> <laughs> cool. hey. At least you get some entertainment out of it that you can watch. So that's the way I look at it. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, since we did, uh, you guys did mention uh, the latest single, which is Lila or Chuck's song. Mm-hmm. Um, how was it uh, like writing and recording uh, that song and working with uh, Kevin at the Sound Shop? You can I'm go so first. excited to talk about this because this song, almost didn't happen this song wouldn't have been released and recorded if not for kevin williams at the sound shop sound sound shop the sound shop the the shell on the beat but the process was really cool because mole got to be a part of it mole's rhythm guitars are on there and we all just kind of came up with the idea one night it was just me noah and mole and we went into the studio there to try and like redo some stuff from the EP and we chose that one because it seems like people really liked that song and it's like it was easy to kind of make catchy because it has that part in the breakdown where I try to get people to sing with me and um it's been really cool performing that live and actually getting people to sing it back that is cool when that happens um we have friends that know lyrics like stage drive has a great unit of people around them that are supportive and loving and awesome and they will learn the lyrics to your songs they will love you so much shout out to michaela for sure (laughs) you mean michaela yeah oh mckay oh yeah 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 yeah. 
She's uh, okay. like a super fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. like a super cool. I I, I would fan. be in trouble. I would be in trouble if I if I didn't know who you're talking about. So yeah, yeah. No, you're right. They yeah. they've got a really good community of people around There's them. An awesome community that's supportive of other musicians all around Metro Detroit right now, and and Detroit. So it's a good time to be in this area. I think what? as much as people tell me, oh, you need to go to L.A., you need to go to New York, you'll never f make it in Michigan, whatever. Whoa. To me, I just feel like. There is a healthy community here, and we do have potential, so I'm not too worried about it. So, I mean, I, I don't want to, like, tarnish what we were talking about before. But I feel like the community of people here is, is for the most part, they're good. But in terms of, like, trying to build a following, it can be difficult, like, for the things we were talking about yeah. before with these outstanding... Yeah, COVID things. changed well, everything. Well, there's, there's that, but I just feel like in Detroit... so. I mean, obviously, I don't feel like, oh, you have to go to New York or L.A. in order to make it. I do feel like you need to expand outwards in order to reach yeah, as many people. You can't just people. stay in the same place and expect right. to get more outreach. You have to outreach. Which, I mean, that that was part of the reasoning that I, you know, was all for the re-recording of the singles. Because yeah. I was like, so my thing personally, if I'm being a little bit selfish about my own point of view here, it's when I listen to the recording of the EP... I love the songs that we wrote. I think we wrote some cool stuff. Yeah, we're proud of the But writing. what I'm not proud of is the quality. I felt like there was so much there that could be even greater. And that was kind of the thinking when I we were going to go into the studio and re-record the song. It's like, well, let's record this professionally. See the difference. Compare mm -hmm. it side by side. Yeah. And it turned out to be awesome. But at the time, we didn't even know it would be finished. Yeah, because me. that was when you know, mole happened and yeah. that 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 whole thing. I mean, we had no money. Like we were struggling with money. We weren't able to go back to the studio. Yeah, we didn't think we would have so, money to do masters or anything. To to give the credit where it's due and the shout out where it's deserved, Kevin actually contacted us, and he was like, "Well, I'm gonna cut you guys some slack and finish this myself." Yeah, he just kind of went ahead. For us. Yeah, All and he, those guys. he brought in Johnny and Phil. So Johnny and Phil, so Johnny, obviously, he Darren. did all the leads. And that's really cool because um, Johnny used to be in the Cover Bandits, which is a band that Mole and Brian, who were playing guitar and bass when you came and saw us at um, Fort Wayne, um, those guys have been friends since they were, like, teenagers, right? And so, yeah, that whole... That whole process of like not thinking we were gonna finish it, and then Kevin like surprising me. He like called me one day and was like, "Kaylee, I, I want you to check your email." <laughs> like I checked my email and I was just blown away. He used like a scratch recording that I had in the studio of me just singing along with Mole so that we knew where we were because we were completely changing drums. So we were trying to reconfigure this song, and. See that, I, I yeah. had to go back and redo those she, she had to go back and re see that was a thing for me like when we started out when we started out like for me the song is completely different yeah like I, I completely different. changed not everything but pretty much most of what I was doing and I actually had I mean I, I'm not saying like this is the be all end all of everything way you need to record a song or whatever but I did have a click track finally and I was able to follow something that was like consistent 
to where it's not like I'm just, you know, having yeah. to do this all over the place. And, Some songs. But I, I, uh, I, when I was changing it, I, I, I found it easier to like kind of play with the yeah. tempo. And that's when you hear the song, like that double time, like the additional, you know, up, up, up pace change and then bringing it back down and then halftime stuff. It was so much easier to do that stuff because now I had like a consistent pattern to work with and it was easier to like deal with the feel to make it as different as possible. I, I do think some songs are okay without click. I just want to say that we, no. we are not opposed to changing things in the future. Like Lady Jane, for example, that song isn't to a click. And I'm pretty well, proud of, the, of that song. None of the early EP stuff. The original stuff is on. single that was released, that mix is perfect. That song, I mean, it's wild. And I mean, I mean, I'm not here to bash a click track. I'm just here to just say like it's I'm you know I had a both. consistent. I I don't care about the click or not having a click. It's just more the fact that being in the studio was like the experience and the like the end product of it was what we were looking at and looking for. And when we heard what it could be after it was all done, we were like, okay, now I think we know what we want, you know, our future stuff to be mm -hmm. like, we want it to be like consistent with the quality that this is because to, to this day, I personally feel like it's the best sounding thing we have like hands down. And, th and this is what it, should be from now on aside from meant for me well meant for me is a great song too but even that recorded it in a professional sounds, studio i think would be insanely that great. is the best sounding song on the ap in my opinion and it has i mean yeah it has the most epic stuff in inside of that song that i have not been able to like completely embody live and i cannot wait for the new version of wisher to show that well that's where these two new members are so great is because they can yeah we have two new members it doesn't matter what the quality is like the like they they've been able to kind of like we i kind of told them charlie, beforehand charlie charlie may is the new guitarist yeah and izzy savitas is the new bass player and they both have great ears they can yeah. pick out things and do it pretty much verbatim just by hearing it and like as far as going forward live it's going to be awesome because they're going to encapsulate, you know, what you can't capture on an album or a recording of any kind. Because, like, just because they have that, you know, intuition and that that uh, ability, like that mm -hmm. with with their ears and their ability just by playing to be they able to sing. do it. Well, yeah, they both sing really well. They're. All right, well, uh, I got a lot to unpack with that, so... Yeah, uh, I don't think we gave him much time to speak. That's all right. Uh, big thing, I got to give a shout-out to Johnny. He, he's a good friend of me, a good friend of the show. Uh, he made the Super Cool Radio intro and outro music. That dude is insanely cool. He's insanely awesome. So, no, he, he's a cool cool dude. I'm glad he was able to, uh, to work with you guys, help you guys out, and uh, record some yeah. stuff. He did it out of the goodness of his heart. Kevin pretty much orchestrated that whole thing with his heart because i think he hurt knowing that we were hurting about mole that was like well, a really money. big loss for us he knew we were struggling financially too yeah so. both things just just to be good to help us get out that last thing by our friend and yeah that was really he cool. saw the potential in like how we could sound and i think he really did a 
really kind thing. Well, he, yeah, he knew why we were in there to begin with. And I feel like, he, you know, I mean, it was great. Like, I, it's kind of like a Elsie Banks Wisher collaboration, if you think about it, because it's like three three fifths of the band of Elsie Banks and then yeah. us playing that song. And so. then Darren and Phil are doing the background vocals with yeah, me yep. in the bathroom. <laughs> that was fun. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, we went into the bathroom to record background like, vocals because when you're doing gang vocals and like yelling, you want to have a very echoey room. So we would put a microphone in the bathroom yeah. and sing in the bathroom to create that loud, obnoxious crowd sound. Yeah, acoustically on a, a bathroom. On a studio track. Acoustically a bathroom is probably a pretty good place to sing. Yeah, another Jim Morrison fact is that he recorded L.A. Woman on a, in a bathroom. Those vocals are re recorded in a bathroom. I'm sorry, the Jim Morrison facts just <laughs> come on. Kevin's really awesome. I, I've obviously I've worked with him before. I've interviewed Elsie Binks before. You know, he, he's a really great guy. He's a very, he's an extremely good producer as well. Just like, mm -hmm. that, that's down. Like, it just, he, he's good. He's very good at what he does. Right. Absolutely. Big time. And I know, so I, before we talk about the upcoming shows, I do get to talk. I know this is going to be a little heavy of a topic. Yeah. Uh, but I know last year, obviously, I was deeply saddened here of the sudden passing because I know it wasn't uh, too long after I actually saw you guys. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, the passing yeah. of uh, your guitarist, Mole. Uh, mm -hmm. It must have been obviously a dark time for you guys. Uh, so, how did you guys get through it? And uh, what led to the decision to, to continue forward and regroup? You can go first. Well, first of all, I want to say I'm very thankful that I'm sober during this time because that's made me really strong. The fact that I already had several months, you know, like sober under my belt, it made it easier to stay sober because I was like, I'm committed to this and I'm not going to drink through it, which was really great because when my cousin died in 2020, when I was on my way to a token show for Wisher, <laughs> um, I drank like a fifth of Jaeger that night. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. I was out of control. And I'm really thankful that I didn't handle Mole like this. If anything, um, Mole's passing has reminded me of how important it is to commit to music. Um, he was always wanting to jam all the time. That's all Mo wanted to do. When he got home from work, he just wanted to jam. Like, and he was a fantastic musician. Um, and I'm really sad that he's not here doing this with us, but I also know that he's here doing this with us because we've gotten so many wonderful opportunities and things looking up for us that are in the productive direction that I'm not even like feeling like we're stuck or like we took too long. Uh, you know, I think uh, we could have been a lot worse. We could have just been like, we're not doing this anymore, you know, but instead yeah. I think it was time to just push forward and write the songs. Like Mole always gave me crap about not practicing my instruments because everybody in the band wanted me to play piano while I sang. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to run around and dance and sing. And I just don't got time to go stand at a piano. I don't want to. And after he passed away, I actually started practicing guitar more and stuff because it was just like, 
I had this feeling he would want me to practice. He would want me to do that. He would be nagging at me for it. I am that kind of would. behind on the guitar practice, but I did practice piano the other day, which was like, I don't rarely, well, I do rarely do that. Not a double negative. Yeah. So I think, I mean, on my part of it, obviously when he, when he was gone, it was kind of this very deep uncertainty that just kind of hung over everything. I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go or what I wanted to do. Nobody I could trust. Well, I'm just saying me personally. Like I, I didn't. I, I was having a harder time really wondering if anything was going to work out than sh like. I mean, you were obviously just like grief stricken from it, but I, I was more just confused about the future. I'm like, I, I mean, I know. You're still grief stricken. Who's your friend? Well, yeah. I mean, I remember going down in the basement and sitting behind the drum kit the day it happened and just kind of. It was two it, years it's, before. Well, it sucked. No, it was the day, like, after we found it. Like, after, like, oh, after, after. like I went down there and I just sat there. And I just the kind of, off. I just kind of pondered, like, what I was going to do or what I should do. Like, I mean, being, mole, like, Mole being who he was, like, the, getting through it, yeah. It's like, you, you knew without a doubt that he would have wanted anyone around him who knew what music did for him to do what it could do for everyone else yeah, he would want people to keep playing he would want people to keep doing what it is they love to do and you know keep striving towards you know that that passion and that goal but honestly i didn't really know what it was anymore at the time i was kind of just like everything keeps falling apart and i don't know why and i can't figure it out and then all of a sudden he gets wrecking crew. And then all of a sudden I get wrecking crew and I'm looking at this not only as an opportunity for myself, but an opportunity to make all the connections and things that I need to also build myself and wish her because any connection I make like with them, it's going to help me anywhere. Yeah. And this, and being able to go out of state and do all this stuff, you know, that's, invaluable to me right now like it's something that i couldn't have asked any like i couldn't have asked for something better quite honestly but at the same time it's like I, I, when we stopped it was really more of like i don't know what i'm gonna do like if i write anything original like original like i don't know where if i want to put it into wisher and try to build this back up again or if i want to keep it or what i'm gonna if i'm even gonna be in music in the next three months or four months or if i'm even gonna like i mean there's still elements of that that pop up every now and then but i think like to answer your question about like just coping it's reminding ourselves what he would want from everybody that he was playing with. And he would want them all to keep playing because that's what, that's what fulfilled him in his life. And that's, you know, what fulfills all of us because that's what we want to do. We're musicians and it's just saving that in the back of your head as a reminder. That's, that's yeah. the coping mechanism really. No, definitely. And I, um, one of the one of the cool things like i did you know i've said i did get to see you guys live yeah. uh with mole last year and i i was watching him i was blown away by his guitar skills his solos all that stuff yep. I, 
very uh, fortunate. I didn't know it at the time to to watch you guys perform and to see him live because I was just it was just incredible to watch him work. Yeah, he uh, he definitely did some things on the guitar that I had never previously heard. Like he had this punk edge and this like this grittiness to the tone. I mean, it kind of reminded me of Jimmy Page. He was very like, inspired by Jimmy Page and Tony yeah. Iommi. And, and you could hear it. You could hear it in his playing. And it was very distinct. And it was very crunchy. Yeah, you know, uh, Meant For Me, when the shuffle begins and it's finale, because technically Meant For Me I and love the guitar. are different songs. I love the guitar. The guitar originally was Sato, S-A-T-O by Ozzy. Do you know that song? Uh, not familiar. I'm sorry. Oh, well, man. that was the inspiration for that part. Because There's it a sounds similar. song for you, man. Like, look up that song. That's one of the greatest songs ever. But that's what meant for or finale accidentally was. And I was like, all right, you need to change a chord because it is so close to like exactly that song. I started singing Ozzy lyrics over it, and Mole started laughing because he realized that it was S A T O. And that's just a fantastic song, Matthew. Look it up. Oh my gosh, everybody. Everybody in the world, look up S-A-T-O by Ozzy. It's a great tune. I, I definitely, that is on my to-do list for the weekend then. Do it. For you guys, you got some great shows coming up with us. I know you guys are uh, playing a few shows with my friends as well, uh, mm -hmm. a couple of them. So uh, what shows do you guys have coming up? So next one is Gypsy Goddess Festival at the Allegon Fairgrounds. Uh, yeah, yeah fairgrounds <clears throat> that's a couple that's hours right. which way well it's it's near kalamazoo elegant is uh it's, oh, really it's, yeah it's it's west it's uh we did it last year it was uh i think it was a first time thing for them at the time and they were still trying to figure out how to like coordinate it and, oh, and make it like yeah. i mean we, <laughs> we this was actually we, this was with mole and uh brian still this was that lineup and we were and there with us and we camped we camped and realized very quickly that we knew nothing about camping we were very um underprepared underprepared we had no cover from the sun and we were like in the middle of a big yeah. field like we were <laughs> there was no as soon cover. as the sun was up our tents were smoldering i mean it was horrible it was like it was 6 37 when does the sun rise like yeah the sun is rising I, and we're just freaking baked but and we were awake yeah. at like three in the morning the night prior it was the, terrible but, but the, the the bottom line is this time we'll be much more prepared and, yeah, and this time we got drake and ben and izzy drake and ben from uh letters from abel will be yeah. filling in on this one our guitarist charlie's not He's gonna got make a wedding this one, gig but. he already had before he was in wisher but uh yeah so there's that one and it's it's uh and then after that i think the next one's july 4th Oh, June? June at the Token Lounge. Oh, that's right. For Crafted Convictions EP release party. Yeah. The other bands yeah. on there are, uh, I know George and Need, and there's another one. I can't remember uh, the name of all the bands on this. Th bill. There's a poster. There's a. We meet some for new it. friends at this yeah. show. And then uh, July sixteenth at the Diesel, we're we opening want for to sell uh, tickets for the show. Well, yeah, but I have to get the tickets in order to be able to sell piece. them. But uh, yeah, it's we're opening. I think for the Almas and City of the Week at yeah, the Diesel. We're very excited to open for yeah, City of the that, Week. Yeah, that that's gonna be a good one. 
because uh, I, I know who I've known who City of the Week is for a while. If you want They're a badass cool. female lineup? You come to the show on July sixteenth at the Diesel. Yeah, contact. Uh, definitely contact me for tickets. I you will have really them by cool. the time you contact. Wisher has a really cool slot in the lounge, so be there. It's like nine o'clock slot, I think. We go Something on at like nine o five or something. Yep. And then you said the one at the vault. Opening for straight yeah, on. Yeah, we're playing at the vault again. We love the vault. Yeah. We have a broken symbol that's signed by everyone, including Mole, that's on the wall. It's literally screwed into the yeah, wall at the vault. I did that. I broke it. That they was mean. also have Mine. us in their back office because we were like one of their first bands, and now they're getting all these really badass acts. And we're really happy for them as a venue because they started out scrappy, man. They're really putting this venue together and these guys they really care about the musicians and the sound is great it's a great venue to play and promote yeah so. they're great guys great venue but uh it's straight on is the heart heart tribute that's september 24th so, yeah that's that's a little later on but that'll be a good one i'm sure yeah and that's everything we've got so far we're still working on um potentially booking some shows where we like play a certain portion of covers in order to make the bar happy and then throw in our originals and make some money that way so that we can reinvest into Wisher so we can like, you know, get more merchandise and have photos done, maybe a music video, hopefully, you know, some new recording that would all be really great. So we might be playing some shows that will help us hustle a little better. Definitely sounds like you guys got some great stuff in the works. Uh, I, I've interviewed uh, the Almas in City of the Week multiple times for Super Cool Radio. Two extremely great bands, and I know you guys will have a great time oh, watching no. with them. Yeah, yeah. they're crazy. They're, I, I, I actually I saw them once at the Token. They were opening for somebody, but the fact that I don't remember the headliner, I remember them, speaks for itself. <laughs> like they are nuts. I think her name is Stephanie, the singer. She's yeah, Steph, yeah. she's not, yeah. That's you. You'll have you'll have fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Time. I I saw them with an extended set uh, a few months ago, and uh, they busted out some Black Sabbath and some Led Zeppelin. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. They, I'm I'm sure they could kill that. That I mean that sounds yeah. They're good. For sure. It's going to be a great show. I'm excited. Yeah. Noah always brings up bringing out the Slayer. And we no. told our, our new uh, No, I don't. We told our new bass player that she needs to learn no. YYZ, okay, yes, yes, and yes. Angel of Death. No, <laughs> I did not say that. Every single time they bring that up, it's like, I don't want to. If I bring it up, it's a joke. That is the hardest song Angel I have Death ever had to play. so much fun. You guys for you. You. I'm I saw you. ready. I'm ready for Angel of Death whenever, wherever. Oh my god. Yeah. Lay it on out at the nursing home. I, I'll just be ripped Give apart. Some slayers. I'll just be ripped apart on the internet for it because oh no, Dave Lombardo. It's oh, yeah. like, well you gotta I won't ever be that guy. Who cares about that guy? I I I don't. It's just <laughs> like I'd never ask for that song. Okay, that's a lie. <laughs> I'm not opposed to a challenge, but I'm oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> well, I, I have seen you guys busted out before, so just saying. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, I got one more question, and then I'm going to wrap up this interview. For sure. Um, 
for you guys, what has been your favorite moment from Wisher so far? You can go first. Our new jam session with Charlie and Izzy. And the fact that, like, the first time jamming together, we stayed up until, like, 1 o'clock, and Charlie was like, all right, maybe next time we're going to not have practice so late. <laughs> but um, We were just having too much fun with the new group. We were really, like, just improving. And we have this really cool song that's like a rap song remix sounding thing. Izzy is so talented at like making the weirdest shit. She's like a female Frank Zappa. She's super weird and I love it. I love all of it because it makes it makes me very hopeful about our our new sound. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna be shy from any type of genre. We're probably gonna be rapping and doing whatever we want, pretty much. I'm just excited to write some music. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, like for me, I think it's just the fact that we were, like the first time that we went and played, we played at this place called the Armageddon Beach Party Lounge in Detroit. And that was the first time we played a new song called American Way. And I think yeah. as far as Wisher goes, that's my favorite thing so far, is the fact that we were able to pull out something new Cause that's all I've ever wanted to do. Like ever since we've come back and started working again, that's all I've ever wanted to do is just push out new stuff. We don't want to play the same like, songs. That's, that's what I've been wanting like for months now. And just to be able to go out there and do it finally, that felt really good. We also play the new version of Chug Song live. Well, yeah, of course. We play yeah. it like that live now so that um, if people are listening to it, they can get ready to do the Liar Liar twice. Cause that was also Kevin's idea to do it twice end the song with it uh, yeah i mean I, i'm just uh i'm just excited for the the lineup i, I feel like with yeah. the, the the talent that we brought in is very uh and the amazing four-part harmonies we're about to start <laughs> i think she means three Once he starts singing behind the drums she and she means three-part harmonies we're gonna be like the eagles we're gonna be like the rock and roll eagles okay let's not get ahead of ourselves heavy rock eagles okay no mixed with rap three-part harmonies dude seriously i just want to point out tommy lee did sing too just saying i'm working on it <laughs> yeah and you got you got charlie Charlie has the coolest voice. He's very old school rock and roll Jimmy Page inspired, which was perfect because I wanted somebody that was inspired by the same people Mole was inspired by. Except Charlie's a little bit more into the Beatles than I remember Mole being, but Mole loved the Beatles anyways. But like Charlie, seriously, he writes songs that sound like Beatles. Like I'm super excited about Charlie's new songs. Because all I ever aspired Wisher to be was, like, queen. It's one word. Um, you may get extra band members sometimes. It might become a super group. Um, but it's still that brand. Um, so even though Honey Eyes is just me and piano, it's still Wisher. You know, and, like, with Queen, Brian May would write a song and then he'd sing a song. And there's one new song where I was like, Charlie, you have to sing on this. Like, and I'll just take a verse and do backup vocals. And then you got Izzy. She can sing her own leads, too. And I love the opportunity to just sit back and sing backups like Queen. It's seriously, it's exactly what I wanted. I, The only thing I'm missing is an extra guitarist so that my guitar players can do harmonies. But Brian May even 
hold that off on his own. So I believe in Charlie. I mean, he's off at Stonehenge right now. He's like, he's he's on a Norwegian cruise. He he's like, nice. I called him. He's like, I'm going to London. I'm like, what? Charlie, you're going to London. He's like, I'm going on a Norwegian cruise. Makes enough sense anyway. I know. I don't know. I've never been on the cruise. Anyway, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me here on Super Cool Radio. If anyone is interested, where can they check out Wisher online? That's all. Check us out at Wisher Band Official um, on everything. We're on all streaming services. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram. TikTok. We're not on TikTok. We're not? No. Okay, forget what I said. I should start us a TikTok. That could be a new short-term goal. Um, you can find us, uh, everywhere. Main thing right Except now is we're, we're pushing the single. <laughs> Instagram and Facebook are big ones for us. Um, yeah. Yeah, anywhere there's music. Yes. To sum it all up. You'll see lots of updates there from us there. Sorry, all right, no, no. Thank, thank you for putting up with us. This is probably the most annoying interview <laughs> you've ever had. So I, I apologize, but thank you. We, we do, we really do appreciate you bringing us on. Yes, we do. And we appreciate you wearing our shirt. Of course. Of Every course. time I see somebody with a Wisher shirt, I can't even tell you how elated I am. It really changes my day. It changes everything. So thank you. Of course, I do. I thank you guys uh, for the support. I you know you got some great stuff in the works. Hope everything goes very well. I you know with the new lineup as well. Hope everything goes smoothly with that and everything with that. I'm gonna drop some links for you guys in the description of this podcast. Make sure to check out Stream Support. Give a like to Wisher. See them live when you can. There'll be some event links in the description as well. Thank for you Kaylee and yes. Noah of Wisher. I'm your host as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Super Cool Radio. And remember, stay frosty. Yes, sir. Yowza. Yes.